Welcome to the Plan for Special Needs Trusts podcast, presented by PLAN, the Planned Lifetime Assistance Network of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Our plan is your plan, and I'm your host, Jordan Rich. Today, we're honored to once again hook up with one of our partners, Best Buddies International. Best Buddies is a global volunteer movement creating opportunities for one-to-one friendships, integrated employment, leadership development, and inclusive living for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, we featured a local New England representative of Best Buddies a while back, but when the opportunity came up to chat with founder and chairman Anthony Kennedy Shriver, we decided we couldn't pass this opportunity up. Anthony Kennedy Shriver is the founder, chairman, and CEO of Best Buddies International comprised of nine programs that positively impact more than 1.3 million individuals with and without disabilities worldwide. And Anthony, before you and I settle in for a quick interview, the Executive Director of PLAN of Massachusetts and Rhode Island, Joan McGrath, is here with an official welcome. I, I just wanted to reach out and say thank you for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. PLAN has been around for 50 years, and you know we appreciate the opportunity to support Best Buddies and your mission. We feel it's closely aligned to our mission, so um, thank you so much for doing it. Yeah, my pleasure. No problem. Happy to do it. Glad to meet you. Thank you so much, Joan. She and her team helping to preserve assets, protect access to public benefits, and helping people to live well, and working in conjunction with organizations like Best Buddies for years now. So, Anthony, if we could, a bit of the history of Best Buddies and the involvement of your family and you in this venture. Uh, Well, I'm uh, blessed to have uh, grown up in, you know, the Kennedy family. My mother started Special Olympics, as I think many people know. So uh, sort of got hooked with the bug of service and the nonprofit sector at a very young age and saw my parents and all the incredible work that they had done in their careers and totally inspired by them. And they've been Sort of partners with me in this effort as well for a long time and our great agents of social change and social entrepreneurs themselves. So I kind of got, you know, started because of my family, uh, as so many of my siblings have and my cousins have over the years. I mean, it's a family affair, sort of our family business, I'd say. So we're lucky to be, I think, in the best business in the world. Um, and then, you know, I had an incredibly profound and deep relationship with my aunt Rosemary Kennedy, who had you know, uh, s- severe intellectual developmental disability and founded the Best Buddies on the premise of, you know, friendship, inclusion, socialization, uh, that those are really the things that, you know, move our hearts and move our spirits, a connection to another human being, and what could be a better way to get people with intellectual and development disabilities opportunities in our community and how better could we support them than through friendship and mentoring and uh, launched a program at Georgetown University out of my college dorm room. And uh, have been at it ever since by the grace of God. So I'm a lucky guy. Thank God all the time for being in this field and giving me the wherewithal, the health and the fortitude to keep staying at it uh, day after day. And the buddies continue to inspire me and everything that I do from this past weekend of all the activities that went on to humbled by all the success we've had and all the people that have joined us in this effort. Well, helping people with developmental disabilities is very much the family business. Your brother is still very much involved with Special Olympics. I mean, we have different partnerships that we we actually we have been working on for a long time, but we're completely separate organizations. And, uh, you know, we operate, you know, separate 501c3s with boards and budgets. And, and you know, we focus in really a different area than Special Olympics, um, you know, more in employment, housing mentoring, leadership training. Obviously, they're more in the sports uh, development field. But 
you know, we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, different efforts and different marketing campaigns that we have worked on together. And uh, those small collaborations have been really good. How is the uh, the overall acceptance of people with developmental disabilities? How has it changed since you started Best Buddies? I mean, the terms that we actually use uh, have certainly been modified and hopefully uh, helped people understand better. What's your take on the trajectory? I mean, I think it's you know it's a whole other ball game in every shape, form, or fashion. I mean, it's nothing similar to what it was like when I first started and certainly nothing similar to what it was like in the seventies when my mother had special Olympics for the sixties in our backyard. I mean, you know, I have very vivid memories of all the participants arriving in yellow buses that were dilapidated and old and showing up in terrible old clothes and terrible hygiene and old sneakers and unlaced sneakers and, you know, running around in pants and, you know, no uniforms and, you know, no education and completely living in isolated institutional environments and, you know, I visited Willowbrook when I was a young man, and the, the strides that the, you know the country as a whole has made is is really remarkable in my judgment. I mean, I think everybody in the field, from people up at the federal level, you know, the Congress has done a great job. You know, the presidents over the years, some of them have done great jobs and really interested in this population. Uh, you know, President Kennedy, as you know, was the first president to ever welcome a child with Down syndrome into the White House in history. So I think, you know, that was a great first step. And, you know, he created the President's Council on what was called then mental retardation, which was a great first step. And I think, you know, he really launched that initiative with my mother right by his side, pushing him along. And she was really the one that pushed him into this whole area and get, got him to focus. But I mean, that was the beginning of change, I think, for this population. Everything changed from the 60s going forward. And I was born in the 60s. So, I mean, I've seen dramatic change and, you know, so many people deserve credit for it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's been a collaboration of billions of people all sort of rally behind the cause and where you see today you know different terminology you see people a girl with down syndrome in the victoria's secret fashion show and you see them as models you see the you know super bowl commercials um you know you see them and you know right here working at my office uh, working at some of the most powerful law firms in the country and some of the most successful companies in the world uh, you see them living independently in the community in their own apartments, driving their own cars, paying taxes, getting pension plans, participating in 401ks, living in first-class you know, apartment buildings along with other people who are non-disabled through our living program. So, I mean, there's so many examples of success. Uh, you know, the, the, there's a lot to be done, you know, which is exciting and, you know, disappointing at the same time. But to me, I'm optimistic. I mean, you know, the unemployment rate is super high. It's in the 80 percentile super high. Mm. When I first got out to see, it was in the high 90s uh, and you know, had no opportunity. Most of them were working in sheltered workshops or in isolated environments or, you know, stuffing envelopes. I mean, that's still going on. But, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, we're moving away from that. And everybody understands we need to move away from that. You know, people with intellectual disabilities are getting educated in public schools all over the United States. You know, that wasn't going on 50 years ago. You know, some of them are still very isolated. So Best Buddies is a great way to include them and integrate them into, you know, daily life in a public school. Most private schools are pretty isolated, especially at the elementary school level and the high school level. Very, very rare that you see a person with intellectual disabilities going to a parochial school um, or, you know, a, a regular private school in the community. So that would be a great new frontier for us if we were able to get that to happen. But I mean, there's a lot of positives and I'm, you know, overly optimistic and grateful to so many people for having worked super hard uh, to make this all a reality. So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a great journey and to have seen it. And I mean, I know it's never fast enough, but over the course of history of time, you know, 50 years, 
is like a you know half a second, not even a half a second, one tenth of one hundredth of a second in the history of time. So, you know, it's moved pretty well over fifty years. The philosophy behind Best Buddies has now been very much in play for decades, and it's working. How do you classify or or quantify the the overall philosophy? This idea of friendship forming buddies. I think it's, you know, I always look at it as something that's completely equal on equal playing fields. Um, I think any relationship, only relationships that thrive in life are ones that are built on mutual trust and uh, two way street um, where everybody brings something to the table. Um, And I think those are the ones that thrive, whether it's a marriage, whether it's best friends, whether it's best buddies, everybody's got to bring something to the table and every relationship I have with a person with special needs I get a lot out of it. You know, you know, it's the same old thing. You know, many people say they get more out of it than the buddy themselves. Um, but I think it's mutual. I mean, they get a lot. We get a lot. And I think, you know, those are the relationships that thrive and endure and carry on for decades. And those connections, when anybody's doing all the work, whether it's a marriage or a friendship, it just doesn't thrive and doesn't work. So I think, you know, everybody's got, you know, a God-given talent, as I've always said. And you know, I don't care how disabled they are. They bring something to the table. I mean, my aunt had profound intellectual disabilities, you know, wore a diaper her whole, you know, adult life and, you know, never held a job, lived, needed 24-hour daycare. But she changed the world um, through her spirit and through her existence and through God creating her. She inspired, you know, the president of the United States. She inspired my mother. She inspired me. Uh, and not only are the millions of people that have participated through all these programs, you know, that President Kennedy set up, I'm set up or through Best Buddies, they've inspired tens of millions of people, you know, to be better human beings, to be more inclusive, to reach out and know that we're stronger and happier and richer as a, as a people when we include everybody and everybody has a seat at the table. And I think, you know, the whole concept of Best Buddies is the idea that everybody has a seat at the table. Nobody makes it to the top. I don't care whether you're Elon Musk or Warren Buffett, Bill Gates or, you know, President Biden. Those, none of those guys or Arnold Schwarzenegger. None of those guys get to the top of their game alone. And any one of them that says they do, they're just lying through their teeth in my judgment. It's just impossible. And I wouldn't be sitting in this desk or in this job or having gotten to where I am without two incredible parents, a great family and a great network and mm. individuals to believe passionately in what we're doing and constantly elevating me. You know, I had down days trying to inspire me to keep going, staying at it. So I think all these things are, you know, an enormous uh, collaboration of energy and passion and spirit, you know, goodwill to each other. And I think that's the basis of best buddies. And I think that's why, you know, we continue to, you know, crush it. I never worry. I never stress about our budget or our future. You know, I know it will do well because we do the right things and we're elevating people. And I think, you know, God always bless organizations and people that do that. And, you know, if it's not in the short term, it's the long term. And I'm a long term player. And, you know, he's never let me down. Before we close, you alluded to something as we record this, to something that just happened over the weekend. And I'm not exactly sure what it was, but I saw your eyes light up a little bit when you talked about it. Can you just relay a couple of very quick examples of best buddies at work with you in in tow and what you've seen and what you feel when you see it? Yeah, I mean, you know, we had best buddies living. I visited our our living operation in Washington, D.C., connected with Catholic University on Capitol Hill. We have you know, several buddies living there in a completely full high-end office, a high-end apartment complex, and they're thriving, you know. They live with support from us, but, you know, they have jobs, they ride public transportation, they pay taxes, you know, they have lunch and dinner, 
uh, and breakfast there. And they're just fully integrated in the community. And when I walk around a building like that, you know, it just lights my heart up. I mean, you know, I'm super proud of them. And, you know, I'm super proud of where we can go. I mean, I like to have, you know, 100,000 apartment buildings like that full of people with intellectual disabilities. It changes the dynamic of the apartment, makes the people in the apartment who are living there, you know, appreciate their only their their God-given talents, their health, just to be alive and there and the, the luxury and the beauty of the building. And, you know, when I walk around, you know, to think that that was even a possibility five years ago or 10 years ago would have been out of the question. Everybody would have said, right. put them in an institution, put them in a group home, isolated, all living together, you know. So I see that. It's just fantastic. And then they come out and they're walking around. I'm, we have a walk, 1,500 people on the mall, wedged between the Capitol and the Washington Monument, and all those people coming out on a beautiful spring day in Washington, D.C., you know, to celebrate inclusion and acceptance and diversity and to celebrate people that have IQs, maybe a little bit less than you or me, but bring enormous gifts and spirit and energy to the table to, that changes our country and changes our government and changes our cities. You know, it's, um, you know, it's a remarkable thing. And, you know, parents coming up and thanking me, and, you know, so grateful, and, you know, so excited about the future of their son or their daughter, parents coming up who have 10 year old kids with Down syndrome saying, oh, my God. What a relief. There's going to be someplace for my kid to live when I'm dead and someplace that's safe and clean and great. And my kid's going to have a job. And they can live at Best Buddies and they can get work through Best Buddies and they can have a network of socialization through Best Buddies. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that to me, that's what it's all about living. I mean, that's why we're alive. That's why we're on the planet. You know, it makes me feel excellent. It should. It makes all of us feel a lot better about the work you're doing. And finally, it's called Best Buddies International. We talked about the local scene here in New England and, and nationally, but what's the future like internationally for the organization as it continues to grow? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Best Buddies needs to be everywhere in the world. We should be in every country in the world. You know, the, the spirit of inclusion and acceptance and mercy and love is a universal feeling and we need to bring it everywhere. I mean, we're in 53 countries now, I think it is 53 or 54, you know, our goal is to be a hundred uh, within the next 10 years. So we'll work heavily on that. We hope to have a whole activation around the world cup. We may do, be doing a cycling event in Qatar during the world cup to bring awareness to this mission. We have a thriving program in Qatar right now in education city and uh, many of the schools there are participating in Best Buddies. We have our employment program going in Doha, the capital of Qatar. So, you know, we got a lot of great stuff happening internationally. We need to do more. I mean, you know, some Scandinavian countries are doing stuff better than we're doing in the United States. But for the most part, you know, the world needs Best Buddies, needs Special Olympics, and we need to do more. I mean, I was disappointed. You know, we're going to have the World Special Olympic Games in Russia, which got canceled this year due to the war in the mm -hmm. Ukraine, which is pity, obviously, and super sad. Um, and, you know, obviously those kinds of things are disappointing, but, you know, we'll thrive forward and good times ahead. And, you know, we're going to keep reaching out and trying to bring it to as many communities on the globe as possible. Because I think it's, you know, it's what our culture needs. And I think it's what our countries need and our cities need, not only in the United States, but everywhere. And I think it, you know, changes the fabric and the culture of our communities when you incorporate in all people of all walks of life, all ethnic backgrounds, all economic backgrounds and all intellectual background. So uh, that's the name of the game, in my judgment. Well, on behalf of Plan of Massachusetts in Rhode Island, it has a great working relationship with Best Buddies. Uh, thanks for taking the time out and chatting with us and, and sharing it on this podcast. And one thing about Anthony Shriver I've come to know now, uh, you have boundless enthusiasm and that Kennedy smile, which really goes a long way to promoting what you're doing. 
So we thank you and wish you the best. Have a great day. We want to thank you for listening to the Plan for Special Needs Trusts podcast, presented by PLAN, the Planned Lifetime Assistance Network of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. PLAN is a 501c3 nonprofit company where the goal for every one of its clients is always to preserve assets, protect benefits, and live well. For more, visit www.planofma-ri.org. We invite you to subscribe, download, rate, and review this podcast. And thank you for sharing it with others. Our plan is your plan.